cheer up. It's Don't Step on a B-Day. It's time to record episode two. Well, I've been in the day's podcast green room all day, waiting for the bathroom expert to turn up. I've eaten all the complimentary snacks and not the smallest sign of an expert have I seen. Oh, Ian, we've discussed this already. It's not B-Day as in the bottom washing bathroom furniture. It's B-Day as in the awesome day. It's awesome and it's an awareness day for <laughs> bumblebees, honeybees, you know, the insect, little buzzy striped things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Just joking about, obviously. Have you really eaten all the snacks, though? A bit. Well, with an empty green room, I suppose we're going to have to wing it. Well, do you know anything about bees? I had some questions for the bee expert and I've been trying to find the answers via Google. I've also found a quiz that we can do. Well, that sounds like a plan. So where do we start? Let's start by introducing ourselves. I'm Amanda Donnells Bewley. And I'm Ian Smith. And this, this is, is the, the day's, day's podcast. podcast. Can we start with the quiz? We can take it in turns. OK, you go first. Right, here we go. Question one. How many species of bee do you think have been seen in Britain? A, around 10. B, around 100. And C, around 270. Mm, it's definitely more than 10. And 100 does seem like a really good number. But when I was Googling stuff, I saw that there was quite a lot. So I'm going to go for C, around 270. And that is the right answer. Yay, still get a Although prize. I'm inclined to say no prizes if you've just Googled it. Oh, OK. And how many of those do you think we're going to see in our garden? realistically. Well, I suppose if they're all in Britain, we might see all of them from time to time. Okay, I suppose so. I mean, I've been looking in our garden over the last few weeks. I've been tutting around sort of doing some gardening and lots of different insects, including bumblebees. I didn't know that bumblebees don't make honey. And in fact, I suppose I could have figured it out by the fact that the ones that do make honey are actually called honeybees. I think the name gives it away. The name does give it away. But <laughs> I kind of assumed all bees made honey, but no, it's just honeybees. Just the honeybees. Yeah. See, oh. I did some Googling. Oh. Well, there we are. We're informative, if not amusing. So <laughs> shall we do the next, the next question? That's, you've got to ask me this one. Okay. Question two. Bees' tongues are different lengths to drink nectar from different flowers. This is making me laugh already. How long is the UK's longest bee tongue? <laughs> A, as long as its head. B, half as long as its body. C, as long as its body. I think, uh, well, this is a guess. So I think I'm just going to say half as long as its body. Is that A, B or C? That, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So the answer is C. The garden bumblebee can stretch its tongue the length of its whole body. And this helps it feed from deep flowers like honeysuckle and irises. And then this, this is a bit weird. It tucks its two centimetre long tongue under its belly while resting. Handy. Who among us would not value the ability to do that? <laughs> Those lucky, lucky bees. Okay. So, are you ready for question three? I am ready for question three. When do bees need flowers to feed from? A. Summer. B. Spring. C. Spring and summer. 
or D, every season? When you started off, I had the urge to put my hand up and go, I know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it is D, isn't it? That Be- is the answer. Because they need to eat. During every season. They yeah. need to eat all the time. They're around us all the time. But obviously, like when it's warm and stuff, like spring and summer are the main times they're around. But you do see them at other times of the year, especially when we get freakish hot weather in February and stuff like that. So, so far, you've got two right and I've got none right. What does this say about our bee knowledge? It says that you have some. <laughs> and I don't. Or I did my homework. Yes, you did. You did <laughs> well, you were eating the snacks in the green room. I did my homework. So Damn, you're good. Uh, okay, so question four. Question four. When a honeybee finds nectar, how does she tell the other bees where it is? Does she, A, do a dance? B, draw a map. C, sing a song. I know this one because I've drunk some very nice beer called Waggle Dance, which is named after the dance that bees do to telegraph the presence of nectar to the other bees. So I'm going to say the answer is C. Oh, I mean, A. A. Do a dance. Do a dance. It is. Do a dance. Um, Song about that. Do a little dance. Um. (laughs) <laughs> we won't put that in again, my singing. Uh, but yes, it's A, the waggle dance is a, an action honeybees perform to tell other bees where the nectar is. I just love the whole the whole sort of image of a bee doing a little dance with this little fat bottom. I bet there's a YouTube video about it. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's an actual real dance, you know, that we could do, we could learn. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yes. I wonder if it's changed over the years. You know, in the 70s, it was disco. A disco dance. A disco waggle. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Right. Well, it's your, it's your turn to ask me a question. Yes, it's question five. Which of the following is a place where bees make their nests? A, an old mouse hole. B, a beehive. C, a snail shell. Or D, all three. I always think that questions that say all of the above are a bit of a cop-out, to be honest. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say all three because obviously you get those lovely little houses that you can buy or you can make them yourselves, which are like insect hotels, aren't they? I love those. I really want one. So I'm going to say D, all three. And you would be right to say that. Only honeybees live in beehives and most bumblebees, it turns out, nest in small mammal burrows. And solitary bees may nest in many places like snail shells or bee hotels that you can you can make from a, an old Coke bottle cut off at both ends. Not the glass ones, the plastic ones. Oh, the, I was going to say. The one litre plastic ones and then you can stick some, uh, some twigs and stuff in there. So once you've made your bee hotel, where are you going to put it? Well, you need to put it somewhere that gets a lot of sunshine. And that's the thing that the bees will make the bees want to, to live in it. And if you've got a south-facing space somewhere, just you can just attach it to the wall of your house. Suspend it somewhere. I think it likes to be up in the air rather than down at ground level. And uh, off you go. There's a great resource about this that Friends of the Earth have put together. So we'll include a link to that in the, in the notes as well so that you can go ahead and make a bee hotel. I just love the whole idea of bees turning up to a hotel with a little suitcase on. Yeah. Are we going for a bee travel lodge, do you think? Or a bee... Um, Hilton. Hilton. Or, or rit, the Ritz for the bees. Ritz. Uh, putting on the Ritz. 
If if you were doing a Ritz, putting on the Ritz, they'd need little top hats. It's like that. It's like B movie, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love. I should have. We should have watched that. How would it help for us to watch that? I have no idea, but it would have been amusing and something to do. The Dave's Podcast Movie Theatre. Oh, well, that's another day. Can build one next to the green room. <laughs> hey, that's green room's fantastic. It's getting a lot of use, actually. Not uh, anymore, because there's no snacks left in it. Time for question six. Are you ready? I doubt it, because you're still one ahead of me. <laughs> I did my homework. Uh, question six. If we didn't have bees to pollinate food for us, what would happen? A, we would starve. B, we would have fewer types of healthy food. C, it would not affect us. Well, I often hear about the demise of the human race through the death of all bees. So I think I'd have to go with A. It's actually ah. B, obviously B for the bees. So without bees and other pollinating insects, it'd be really difficult for farmers to grow many of the sort of healthy fruit and vegetables that we want, sort of like in a really varied diet. So yeah, we'd all be a bit boring and our plates would look a bit beige and not be so sort of full of vitamins and nutrients that we need. So they do a really, really useful job, not only in our sort of gardens helping us sort of like have pretty flowers, but sort of like pollinating all our vegetables that we eat. Cool. I know. Super cool. I'm just looking at the uh, last two questions and thinking I'm doomed. Come on, you can do this. You're going to be, of the two of us, the bee expert. (laughs) So how does a bumblebee pollinate a tomato flower? So quite specific. A. Dip her legs into it, B. Stick her tongue into it, or C. Grabs hold of it and buzzes. Okay, actually, I might not get this right. I'm not sure I know the answer. I'm going to have to have a guess at this. Um, Sticks her tongue into it, B. Well, that's the wrong answer. It turns out that it's C, because tomato flowers hold their pollen very tightly. So bees have to shake it loose, so they grab hold of them and buzz to shake out the pollen, which is called buzz pollination, and apparently honeybees can't do it. Only oh, bumblebees. Only bumblebees. I wonder why that is. Is that because bumblebees are bigger? Is that why do you think? I wonder why bumblebees can do it and honeybees can't. Is it a size thing, do we think? If only there were some kind of bee expert with us who we could ask these questions to. But yes, yes. Darn it. <laughs> okay, so the final question, the final question in our little bee quiz. So um, this is where I discover, am I going to lose by miles or just miles? I think I can only lose by miles at this point. Yeah, okay. What's the score so far? Well, I think you've got all of yours right apart from one. Okay. And I've got all of mine wrong apart from one. <laughs> Not that I'm competitive, but ha <laughs> Right, okay. So, um, question eight. This is the final question in our little quiz uh, today for Don't Step on a Bee Day. (laughs) Uh, Which of these is not a real bee? A, chocolate mining bee. Sounds like a friend I'd like. B, hairy-footed flower bee. C, long-horned bee. D, blue bumblebee. Well, again, I've got a 25% chance of my random guess being right. (laughs) I'm going to say that there's no such thing as a blue bumblebee. And you'd be correct. Ah, so by random chance, I've 
somehow rescued the situation. Yeah, you have. So the other ones are real bees, but they're like solitary bees. They don't like that live in a hive or anything. Um, but I love the fact this is chocolate mining bee. It's a real thing. They're quite tiny, actually, in comparison to our big fat bumblebees. Mm. Um, and um, the hairy foot flower bee, it's the male um, flower bees that have really hairy feet. The hippies of the bee world. <laughs> they got very hairy, hoppity feet. <laughs> <laughs> and flowers, obviously. Yeah. So that I mean, think that's quite interesting, actually, that quiz. I've well, learned stuff. it was educational in that um, it was interesting to learn the answers to my random guesses. But I have to give you the credit. You have done your homework, at least more than me, and victory is yours. Thank you very much. I shall take it. Is there a certificate and a badge? There ought to be, but lack of preparation. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You've let me down there. You've let me down. You've let the bees down. Yes. So sorry, bees. So sorry, Amanda. I mean, there is a there, there is a serious point, isn't there? What is don't step on a bee day? It's got nothing to do with bathroom appliances. I'm sorry, but it's just my favourite pun. And to be to be fair to me, they have come up with the name of an awareness day that has a built-in bathroom pun. And I realise that we have belaboured the bathroom pun quite significantly now, having had it at the end of the last episode and the beginning of this episode and just now. You are really working it. But it's just a gift from the English language. It's a gift that keeps giving. Which we must appreciate. The great thing is that next year there will be another Don't Step on a Bee day. Day. (laughs) And we will hopefully within a 12-month period be able to find a beekeeper Mm, yeah and and pin them down to talk to us so ian we've done a little quiz now and uh, there is a serious point is there because really bees are in trouble i mean we need to look after our bees don't we yeah and i guess that's where don't step on a bee day has come from (laughs) yeah (laughs) you just love the pun you see what i didn't do there yeah i i mentioned it sorry so ian i've heard you know obviously today's don't step on a bee day but often you do see bees in the garden and they're looking tired and they're not really going anywhere i mean i've heard that you should put some like sugary water out is that a thing i have also heard that and i had a bit of a look into it and i found competing information as you do on the internet and in 12 months time when it's don't step on a bee day again we will actually get a bee expert with no reference to any other type of expert <laughs> just to be expert and we will ask them this question so stay with us and in only a year of listening to us you'll be able to find out the answer but what i have found is on a website called gardenmyths.com they're saying don't feed sugar water to exhausted bees and they've got this kind of fake news post that they've highlighted from facebook which was alleged to be from sir david attenborough of all people so Obviously, if you thought he'd really said that, you'd, you'd probably do it. And they're first of all saying definitely don't leave sugar water out for bees. Otherwise, they'll tell all their friends and you'll have hundreds of bees in your sugar water, which is a bad thing. But they also then go on to say, can a little sugar water harm the bees? And they're sort of saying, well, a little bit, tiny bit to get them going again can be good. But don't fall into the trap of thinking, well, a little bit's good. 
So a whole lot must be fantastic because that doesn't actually work for bees. So I don't know. I suppose I will keep doing it. But I think the main thing is don't then leave it around. I'll tell you the other reason for not having sugary water around. Mm -hmm. Wasps. Oh. Flipping eight wasps. They're all bastards. <laughs> I hate wasps because as a child, me and my friend disturbed a wasp nest and we're, we're covered in wasp stings. Oh, oh it, was, it was horrific. So I really don't like wasps. I don't know whether you know this, but bees evolve from wasps. They're carnivores. They're not very nice. Bees are just nicer. They are. They, they, and they, some of them make honey. Yeah, and we all like honey. Oh, I love honey. I love honey. Love honey. I found a website that was listing the top honeys you should try in your life. And um, they're all in America, so I haven't tried any of them. But I do I like that idea. I have a book like that, but it's for whiskey. And I have tried some of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't talk about that because it's not World Whiskey Day yet. Oh, no. Well, there must be one. I bet there is one. I bet there is. Oh, we're going to make up one like Nicopoca Glory Day. Um, but the other thing that I found out, wasps are carnivores and bees are like the vegetarians of the bee, of the sort of insect world. But they were domesticated about 4,000 years ago, which is obviously now we sort of like got honey. We've got beeswax, which can be used for lots of stuff, like in furniture polish and stuff like that. Candles. And candles, yeah. And they're really vital for crop pollination as well. So if you're going to be growing stuff like fruit and veg, you really need bees to do that. Mm. So, yeah, they are very lovely. I found that the Friends of the Earth do a bee saver kit. Did you did you spot that? Oh, yes. What's in the kits? Well, according to a different website, which means it could be completely wrong, <laughs> the kit contains wildflower seeds. So you can grow the flowers that the bees need to pollinate and to, to get nectar from and, and be safe in. A garden planner to help you create a bee-friendly garden. A bee spotter guide. That's what I want. I want a bee spotter guide. And then you can tick them off when you see them. I love that. Like, like, like I spy books. I love those I spy books. And then you can count how many of the 270-odd species have visited your garden. And there are bee postcards. So I guess you can write a bee postcard and send it to... Where would you send it to? Have they got a post box? You could send it to your beloved. <gasps> beloved. Oh, that's so sweet. Another pun. Another, another pun. pun. And useful hints and tips for saving bees. Oh, that's good. Which I guess you'd, you'd want, really. So yeah, I think I should uh, invest in a bee saver kit. I think we should. Definitely. So, Ian, I have decided what I'm going to do. My little... I think we could all play a part in looking after bees in our environment. We need to plant plants, whether that's in our garden or in pots on our sort of our front doorsteps or whatever. We can make a really good environment for bees to come and be safe. So whether it's a bee hotel or some old flower pots with some sticks and moss and stuff in or your old Coke bottle. We could get a bee saver kit and be more bee aware. Yeah. Um, definitely. Be, be aware of the bees. Be aware of the bees. Be kind to bees. Not be afraid of bees. A lot of people are very frightened of bees. They're trying to swat them and kill them. But don't do that because they're the good guys. The wasps. Yeah. We don't like them. Bastards. But, <laughs> but be kind to the bees. Yeah. And, and support those organisations that are doing lots to look after bees. Buy local honey. Like beekeepers 
uh, locally need supporting, don't they? They do, yes. And if you are one of them, then you can evaluate the information that we've just been reciting from Google. I I mean um, that we've just been (laughs) communicating to a now better informed audience. You can't see the face I'm pulling, but I am pulling a face. And if we have got anything wrong, then let us know. And we will definitely set the record straight, especially about the, the sugar water thing, because there seem to be enough people on different websites saying opposite things to each other that I feel sure there's some kind of happy medium. So if you're a bee expert who's listening, then set us straight. If we've got it wrong, let us know. We'll include links in the notes for this episode of all the places we've looked at and the things we've talked about so that you can find out and make your own judgment about what the best thing is. But I think message from Day's podcast for Don't Step on a Bee Day. Oh, I said it without the delay. The message from the Day's podcast for Don't Step on a Bee Day is be nice to bees and do whatever you like to wasps because they're bastards. I guess all the people that love wasps will be coming after us now on Twitter. I think we've already said more than we know about bees. Well, I clearly knew a lot more than you because I won the quiz. You did win the quiz, but I'm glad to note that you haven't been gloating. Not at all. Until now, a bit. Well, shall we thank our listeners? Go on then. Okay. Well, thanks to all our (laughs) listeners, well, for listening. And we'll be back on July the 15th for National Hot Dog Day, when we'll be talking to Jan from Muckleton Meats about why you should never prick a sausage and the best and the only way to make a great British breakfast. Oh, (laughs) great British breakfast. It's all about food, isn't it? The best way not to miss out on this treat and other future episodes is to visit our website at dayspodcast.com. From there, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and other places where people listen to podcasts. And you can also find links to our social feeds, which will enable you to keep up with our antics by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram, where I suppose we ought to post some antics because our Instagram account is a bit notable for its quietness at the moment. We're still new in the podcast world, and so we'd really like it if you could rate us on your podcast app, tell your friends, neighbours, family, colleagues um, about our new awesome day's podcast. And remember, don't step on a bee, not just today, but don't ever step on a bee. Bye for now. You didn't do bye for now with me. I was looking at you so you could do bye for now with me. Let's do it again. Okay, one, two, three. Bye Bye for for now. It says here the vast majority of bees are loners. Sad.